St. Leo 360, a 360-degree overview of the St. Leo University community. Hi, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the St. Leo 360 podcast. This is your host, as usual here, Greg Lindbergh. Here on this episode of the podcast, we are speaking about our undergraduate English program here at St. Leo University, and uh, we have a great guest joining us here on the podcast. Her name is Dr. Chantelle McPhee, and she is the chair of the Department of Language Studies and the Arts in the College of Arts and Sciences here at St. Leo University, and she is also an associate professor of English. Dr. McPhee, welcome. I'm excited to be here. Awesome. Alrighty, we'll go ahead and dive right on in. Uh, so first off, Dr. McPhee, why don't you just introduce yourself as far as your background in terms of education, uh, your professional experience, and any kind of personal uh, background you want you'd like to mention? So um, I have a bit of a long route to English. Not that long, but a little bit longer than normal. Um, I have a Bachelor of Arts uh, from the University of Prince Edward Island in Canada, um, very similar to St. Leo, um, the home of Anne of Green Gables, if anyone's familiar with the Anne of Green Gables uh, books and Lucy Maud Montgomery. Um, and then I have a master's degree, uh, again, in, in English from the University of Western Ontario, which is now known as Western University. Um, and uh, I also uh, have a PhD in uh, English literature, uh, focusing specifically on the long 18th century, William Blake and Shakespeare from the University of Glasgow in Scotland. Um, and prior to going to Glasgow, I was what they called a special student because I had two degrees um, at McGill University in Montreal, where I studied um, art history, German literature, and um, Asian literature and translation. Oh, wow. That's quite a diverse uh, background and areas of study. <laughs> Just couldn't decide. <laughs> and then, uh, so I know you do come from Canada originally. What uh, brought you to the States? Well, originally, um, I was had finished my, or was finishing my PhD. I was all but dissertation uh, at that point, and um, I was broke. So I started applying for uh, jobs um, in Canada and the U.S., and uh, I hadn't been home in Canada more than a week, and I received an email that I was given a full-time instructor position uh, at Clemson University, and my first reaction was kind of a bit of a surprise. I was like, Clemson? I don't remember applying there. Um, and again, you know, you're a grad student and you're subsumed with your dissertation. You kind of forget where you've applied. And so I called them and sure enough, it was a legitimate, you know, job offer. And so I was like, I'll be there in two weeks. Um, so I never even unpacked. <laughs> uh, and I went to South Carolina and uh, that's my foray into uh, U.S. education, which was brand new for me. And I was there as a full-time instructor for three years and then was offered a tenure track position as assistant professor at the University of Puerto Rico in Calle. Um, and uh, I took it. So I moved to Puerto Rico and learned Spanish on the fly um, and was there five years. Uh, and that's where my son was born as well. So we had a great time in Puerto Rico. Um, and then I moved to, I was offered um, an opportunity to move to the North North Carolina. 
And so I was an associate professor of English and department chair at Elizabeth City State University for about six and a half years. Um, and then my husband at the time, uh, we were moving to Miami. And so I, I got a job at Miami-Dade College. And so I was the only chair at, at Miami-Dade College West Campus. And that was about three and a half years. Um, and then I got the chance to move up here. I, I just found I had become a single mom and it was just too crazy um, being a single mom and not having any family in the US. I just said, no, nah, I, can't, I can't stay here. It's, just, it's too crazy and it's too busy and you spend enormous amounts of time in traffic. And I was looking for a place that was very similar to my undergraduate and um, St. Leo had a position open and uh, I applied and, and was grateful enough to uh, receive the appointment of chair and associate professor here in August 2018. I see. And wow, once again, what a journey and, you know, quite a few stops you've made <laughs> along the way. So very, yeah. very interesting background. So let's dive into the bachelor's uh, in English program here at St. Leo. And if you just want to briefly speak about the history of this program, I know it's been around uh, for quite a while, I understand. Yes. So our, our program at the moment is, is strictly on campus with a few English courses in the major offered online. Um, What's interesting is that it was completely renovated. Um, uh, the year I arrived, it was just kind of finishing up the renovation of the program and going through the changes and was implemented in 2019. And, and part of that renovation was because it was very tra traditional prior. Nothing wrong with it. I come from a traditional background, but um, we needed to kind of open it up a little bit more and have more uh, courses that were, we had core courses and we have um, elective options and we wanted to make it more diverse to represent our student body, but also to represent the changes that have been happening in literature for some time. And so it was long overdue. Um, and so we, we came up with this newer program, which has three specializations within it, um, but they're all English major students, but they just have more choices to specialize in three areas, four areas really. Um, and so I, I think it's made it a lot easier for students to kind of see the diversity of courses and take more that fits what they want. You know, if they want an elective in global literature um, or they want, they want to take something in creative writing, they now have, or professional writing, they now have options. Um, and it allows them a little bit more uh, opportunity to choose, you know, I want a little bit of a different elective than just the pure lit track or just um, certain things, and it allows more diversity for our faculty as well, who are quite diverse in background. Gotcha. Very interesting. In terms of prospective students, uh, you know, let's talk about how would you describe a prospective student who would be a good fit for this English program? I always tell students, because I deal as a chair with a lot of undeclared students, um, and I, the first question I always ask them is, do you like to read? And what kind of, you know, things do you read? Do you read fantasy fiction? Do you read um, cultural studies? Do you read, you know, what are you reading these days that, that catches your eye? Um, and if they really like to read, then English, the English major is, is a great option for them. Um, if they like digital media, social media, if they uh, like to write themselves, poetry, short stories, fiction, um, then, then the English major is a great opportunity. It's also 
the, the number one major that is being pulled for law students because of what we teach them in the major. Anyone who studies English is gonna learn about people. Um, I think our new motto that we designed a couple of years ago when I got here was um, not just any major, it's life, come and live it with us. Um, and I think that if you read it all and you uh, can focus on a character that you really like, you're getting the point of an English major. You're learning about people, how to navigate situations. Um, I mean, a lot of my friends are, are not academics, but they started in graduate school, got their master's degrees and are doing everything possible. They're in finance, they're in banking. Um, and a lot of it was based on their English background. So we're looking for students who really want a diverse degree that's very flexible, um, but they can write. And, and if you can write, you're a supervisor, a manager, or higher. Um, and whether it's education, we're not just teachers. You know, yes, there are a lot of us that are teachers, but there are so many that are not. And I think our graduates have done a wonderful, um, are a wonderful example of the diversity of backgrounds that come from, from us. You know, public policy, um, finance. Uh, I think that the English degree is something that we teach you about purpose and context and audience. I've done a lot of marketing myself as one of my jobs growing up, you know, because of my English degree. Um, I've done, I've worked in the medical field um, because I can write and they would often give me brochures to write for a specific audience. So I think that uh, it all depends, you know, we're not just teachers, we're, we're so much more than that. And there's nothing wrong with being a teacher. Uh, I am one and I love it. But I think it, there's that misnomer or misunderstanding that it's just for teachers when you can be a lawyer, you can be public policy, you can be a speech writer for politicians. I've done that as a consultant. Um, you know, there's so many things that you can do. It's the sky's the limit with it. Um, and it, it, you know, I've seen jobs and the first number one skill is oral communication. Hello, we learned that in English. Um, written skills is, is one of the major power skills that people are looking for and again that's english um you know we teach our students in 121 and 122 right now the the, the importance of understanding ethos pathos and logos you know how do you write uh how do you support what you say how do you write why do you use emotion in your writing when's it appropriate um how would you use it um you know even doing podcasts and things that's you know i don't know if your background's in english but you know that would certainly be something that English people can do as well. Owning your own business, um, because English also pairs so well with so many minors. Um, and I always tell students, you know, you can major in English and minor in business or minor in marketing or minor in, you know, computer science. Um, there's lots of ways that you can really diversify yourself in a market that's requiring more people to work from home. Absolutely. Yeah. And that's so well stated about the diversity of career tracks out there. Uh, you know, like you were saying, kind of this, the longstanding stereotypes about the English major, uh, when in fact, you know, it can prepare a graduate for just so many wonderful and high paying, rewarding uh, opportunities in such a variety of fields. Definitely. Yeah. And I think even our faculty can prove that with, because a lot of them have done very different things in their lives prior to you know becoming the academic with the phd so it's it's really quite interesting i know you did mention the three specializations uh tracks so to speak as well uh, that we offer within this program let's dive into those a little further 
So the, the first one, because it's mine, <laughs> I'm gonna start with literary and cultural studies. Um, you know, we have Catherine Duncan and she, you know, everyone knows Catherine in the department. Um, the students follow her. Um, she's the Harry Potter teacher. She's the pirates teacher. Um, and they love her for it. And, you know, bibliotherapy last semester. So I think that literature is that, and, and she brings that to the table. Uh, her background is very much that. Looking at traditional 18th century or Shakespeare and British literature and showcasing that it's so much more than that, um, specifically Austin, but um, they're well published in their fields. Another one is, is um, Lee Hobbs, who was a tattoo artist for many years in Poland. Um, and you know, people don't realize that he has a very interesting background. He has a master's in liberal studies, um, which again is, is very interesting. Teaches humanities courses. He's teaching a film class. Um, we have Patrick Creeran, who um, is both a master's of fine arts and creative writing and a lit person. Um, and so he works in, you know, kind of double duty in the department doing both sides, which is wonderful. And Byron Grover, um, another faculty member with both sides. Um, Gianna Russo, uh, we all know Gianna as well, who does some really cool, um, she had her students baking bread in the cafe in one of her creative writing classes um, to understand the importance of, you know, feeling and senses, using the five senses um, as a writer. Um, so we do a lot of very innovative courses, um, professional writing. You know, Valerie Casper, uh, she's been a journalist. She's been in, uh, she's got a digital humanities background. Um, she does the social media courses and the digital media and journalism courses um, and worked in industry for quite a long time. Um, Allison Marino, who's part-time with us and part-time in another department, you know, she worked in editing. Um, Liz Aiken, who also is, does, you know, works in two different departments. Um, has done, you know, she's working, I believe in social work now, doing some social work um, courses. You know, there's lots of interesting backgrounds that often get overlooked. We're not just necessarily pure English. I was not. Um, so the lit, lit program really is focused on, you know, I'm, I'm currently looking at trying to offer a Canadian literature course uh, with my Canadian background, because I think students would really find, you know, Margaret Atwood, Canadian, um, went to the University of Toronto, um, and so looking at all of these authors in different ways, um, looking at global literature, um, which is a very eye-opening experience, having studied Asian literature and German literature and translation and French literature. I think it's important that students see that literature is not just written in English, it's Spanish literature as well uh, in translation for, in our case, in the English department. But um, looking at these authors and realizing that there's a whole wide world of great works out there that can be done uh, in a class and compared with the traditional literature we're no, normally associated with. The other specializations, creative writing, um, has some really great classes uh, that are very unique to the genres. So one is uh, studies in place and looking at the idea of place uh, in, in uh, creative writing. Nature is another one, which I think is a very important topic because it's not just the environment. Uh, we have uh, an environment uh, course in literature as well. There's a lot of overlap between the three specializations, but creative writing is really doing your own authentic writing and learning how to, how to engage with your 
audience in a very different way. You're not just reading, you're writing what people are going to read, uh, which I think is really cool. And, and for students who say, oh, I write poetry on the side, well, you can minor in creative writing um, and have that on a transcript. And even for a bio major who's interested in, in the medical profession, that's gold. Um, that is really something they look for. They're looking for diverse backgrounds. Um, and I think, you know, our professional writing major, or sorry, specialization is another one that's got a lot of really key technical, you know, technological courses. Technical writing is, has been added um, and will be offered in the fall for the first time um, because that's important. Every, everything we have has a manual. Um, we may not read it, but it has a manual. Um, and understanding also the importance Yes, and understanding, you know, what does a reporter do? It's not just they show up in front of the TV, it's so much more, it's a lot behind the scenes. Um, and also she, uh, Valerie does um, teach digital media, which is a great class. And she works with the student newspaper, which students still need to understand, you know, how to write for that particular audience, their own peers, um, and relevant to what their peers want to read about these days. Right. Wow. I'm just blown away by, you know, again, the diversity of courses and, and the diversity of our faculty. And I really like, uh, you know, your example of, of making bread, like you mentioned, one of the classes. And it's it's just really so neat to see how our faculty tie in, you know, kind of these unexpected ideas and whatnot into our English and, and our lit classes and how it really opens students' minds in so many ways. Yeah, I think for me, I think one of the things that I really loved about Catherine's, you know, you did a uh, a little uh, piece on her about it, which was phenomenal, was her interest in bibliotherapy, which I thought was phenomenal because a lot of our students, you know, have been really struggling during COVID. And I thought it was a really, she had warned me that, it, you know, she was going to do it. I was like, perfect. This is absolutely perfect. I said, I think it's perfect timing. And the fact that it even made me think about yeah, there are characters that we read about that struggle with mental health. What would we recommend? What kind of books would we recommend as an English major if they were a real person? Because they're, it's based on reality. It's based on real people. And I thought that was a really interesting perspective um, to, to add to, to English literature as a whole and to English major as a whole. As far as uh, clubs, organizations, I know you did briefly reference the Lions Pride, the student newspaper. Uh, let's talk about opportunities that our students have, you know, perhaps outside the classroom uh, to gain experience. That's the other thing. I mean, an English major can get federal internships that are paid for. They just have to, to reach out to their faculty. And, you know, our English faculty, all of our, my faculty, but my, since this is on English, the English faculty um, really work hands-on with you at St. Leo. So, you know, if the students want an internship and they've spoken with our faculty, we will find you, you know, we will find you opportunities and help you also learn to navigate on your own how to do it. You know, where do you find them? How do you apply? Make sure you get the deadlines um, and start early. Um, and, and we also have our own internships within the department. So in creative writing, if you're an English major, you don't have to be in creative writing. You can work with the Sandhill Writers Retreat and the Sandhill Writers Review. Um, you can also work um, with the Lightning Key Review. Um, you can work on, on campus for the newspaper, the student newspaper, Lions Pride. You can, um, we have Nicole Sanchez who um, recently graduated and she's just been off. She's been working with the Laker Lutes newspaper and uh, now has an opportunity to work full-time with them. So 
I think that there's lots of, of ways that we can make them strong. And English, write, English majors have the writing skills. And so um, a lot of it is sitting down and going, what kind of internship do you want? Do you want to work for Coca-Cola? If they need a piece of writing to showcase that you can write, that's an English major's dream. Um, and it, you know, if you want to work for the federal government, they're looking for people. They don't have to correct their grammar. They don't have to correct spelling. They can write. That's an English major's dream. Um, so I think that it's it just depends on what the student wants, and we can help that you know happen. Um, we have students that are doing all kinds of things, and I think that the the internship, while we have some on campus, we're always looking for new ways for our students to find internships that interest them. And they, that if they don't live in Florida, that doesn't mean they can't find an internship. Um, a lot of it is is talking with their faculty and saying, you know, I'm really interested. I'm from, you know, New York has, oh my God, the opportunities there. Yes, it's competitive, but our students have done very well. Um, in being competitive, for example, Disney. We have several students who have held Disney internships. I think we've got three there now. Um, so there's lots of opportunities for them, not only within the area, but outside. I know we've uh, talked uh, quite a bit already about career opportunities, you know, that, that a graduate could pursue with an English degree. Um, let's get into as far as graduate programs out there. Uh, what kind of opportunities are there for, you know, English degree uh, graduates who may be interested in grad school? This is where I had to ask, you know, some of my faculty, because I've only been at St. Leo about three and a half years, you know, where have our graduates prior to my arrival gone? <clears throat> Excuse me. And I was really happy to see that it's pick a major. Um, so I'll give you an example. We have a student uh, last year, Christian Barrier. I think time escapes me. It was either last year or the year before. And last year, I believe. And he is now doing a graduate program at Lehigh University in Pennsylvania. Um, very proud of him. Someone who came to us and <clears throat> he was recommended to St. Leo from another St. Leo graduate who's now a dean at a community college um, and had taught him. And Catherine Duncan had taught him. Um, and so I think that that's the connection we kind of have um, with our graduates, but we also have graduates who, um, who have finished a master's in public policy, uh, master's in social work, um, master's in fine arts, master's in English, master's in, um, let me check my list. I had to. I had to get the list. I was like, "Oh my goodness, there's so many of them." Um, well, I can tell you right now that in one of my friends went into medicine um, with a master's in English. Uh, decided to shift gears and go into medicine. And my brother's a doctor in Canada, and he he um, kind of. I invited him to talk to my students in 122 um, a year ago, and and he told them he's like, as a doctor, I write 18 to 20 pages a day. I'm writing about my patients um, in their files. And he said, I have to be very careful what I write. Um, and it's my, his English courses that taught him how to you know, be successful in that way and keep it unbiased. Um, we have copywriters, um, students who, have, who wanna do copywriting. Um, we have students who have opened their own businesses. Um, and I think that's really cool. Uh, we have people working at Trinity Enterprises, Oshkosh Executives, um, Juvenile Justice Department, um, MA in Higher Education, uh, medical writers, reporters, um, admissions recruiters, 
um, law school, uh, hospitality at Universal. Um, you know, it just it's financial advisors uh, working at uh, Medicare, business analysts, um, national publishing houses, instructional designers. Um, I think that one of the joys of, you know, you can go to grad school, of course, but some people want to take a little bit of a break and, and get out into the world and, and try their hand in the workforce for a little bit and make sure, you know, get some, some practice. And that, that's all wonderful. Um, and an English degree is very, very flexible. It's, it's just, I always tell my students, the sky's the limit. What do you want? Um, and then I sit with them and make sure that, you know, if they have electives, which they all do, elective times, I say, well, maybe you should take a business class. If you're thinking about being your own business, take an accounting class, take it, you know, and I work with um, business to, to make sure that they maybe some get a double minor. Um, you know, Catherine Duncan has a journalism undergrad with, I believe, a minor in business. Um, and so these, these are things that we can easily navigate with the students while they're here. Um, if they want to go to law school, you know, take some history classes. Uh, as electives, and, but also understand that, you know, the LSAT, you're going to be writing. Well, that's your strength if you're an English major. Um, but also, too, I think that graduates uh, from the program have easily, I've seen students go from, you know, they come to St. Leo as, un, as freshmen and they struggle with their writing, but they just have something. You're reading their stuff and you're like, there's so potential, the ideas are great. If they're interested, we approach them and we talk to them and say, you know, have you considered English? You're undeclared, you're not sure, but maybe you want to take another English class and see if it's for you and we can work with you. And often we find that they're very happy when they realize that there's so much more to it. So I think English is one of those degrees. I've had people say, well, you know, my parents think I'll be unemployed. And I'm like, no, I've never been unemployed in 29 years. So I think a lot of it is looking at it and saying, well, what can I apply for? Well, if the top skill, the power skill is, is written communication, then get experience writing and get a portfolio together, which is the new program that is that we have. We have three portfolio classes that Valerie Casper teaches them how to develop their web pages and to get their portfolio ready so that when they graduate, they have pieces. And Anne Barngrover worked and Allison Marino worked with Christian Ferrier on developing his essay for submission to graduate school. And he got, I think, five offers um, from his essay. So a lot of it is that you get at St. Leo is really that one-on-one -on -one that in a very large institution, you're not going to get. Absolutely. Yeah. And that kind of leads me into my next question about, uh, you know, what separates St. Leo from other institutions out there and specifically this English program. I think that, you know, St. Leo, when I first came, and saw the campus and, and got to know the students, realized it was my undergrad, you know, different country, but very, very similar. Smaller classrooms where faculty take a genuine concern for their students. They don't want to grant them an F. They want to help them improve their writing. They want to help them understand their strengths because writing is a lifelong process. Um, even though I did very well as an undergrad. I look back at my first freshman essay and go, I wrote that? Um, and then I look now and go, I'm still learning. I learn from my faculty when I sit in and observe them. I learn from stuff that I'm writing about. So it, you never stop learning as a writer. Um, but it also, 
Um, I think the small classrooms really give you a chance. I know their names. I know my majors names. Um, you get to understand if they're having a, having a difficult semester, if they've got challenges, whether it's personal or, or professional challenges, um, financial challenges, you know, you get to know them. They, they will reveal a lot to you. And I think that's very important at St. Leo because we take a genuine interest in them. Um, I don't think you'd find a major that has said that we don't know who they are. Um, and, and we really try to uh, respect their privacy, but if they want to talk to us, we're, we always have a door open. There's always someone here who can talk to them. Um, or, you know, I've Zoomed with students at 10 o'clock at night who, you know, can't meet me any other time. And it's like, okay, well, let's do 10 o'clock at night and have a conversation with them because they're struggling in my class. Um, and it's just because they've got so many things going on. Um, but I think that they also show the fortitude to be great leaders as well. And I think St. Leo does a wonderful job of that. Absolutely. Very well said. So I did want to wrap up here with one final uh, topic in terms of the, uh, the COVID-19 pandemic. Obviously, it's impacted the world in so many different ways over the last few years and has affected many industries, pretty much every industry in some way, shape or form. And I was just curious your perspective on, you know, in terms of fields that we've discussed here today, uh, that English grads, you know, may be pursuing after graduation and uh, what can they kind of expect out there in this this new world that we live in? I'm a little biased because I'm also an English professor, but I will say that an English um, graduate has a bit of an advantage in my view, because unlike the sciences, we don't have labs. Um, we do a lot of our stuff sitting in a chair reading. Um, and I remember when I did, I mean, we do a lot of reading and um, that makes you a perfect, you know, we're at home, we can do reading anywhere in the car. Um, you know, an audiobook. we can do it at home, we can do it at the library, we can do it anywhere we want. And I think that COVID-19 for our graduates won't be as difficult because we know what it's like to be at home. We can do remote at drop of a hat um, because we're used to it. Um, we're used to being in many different locations, even though we're probably in a room in a library by ourselves. Um, and I think that that makes an English major really good for remote work. Um, but I also think that it's, it's the perfect time for English majors to really think about, I think the one question I always ask my students is, what do you want from, this, from a position? What is it that you're looking for? What do you wanna do uh, now that you're getting ready to graduate? And we start you know, from the moment they enter the major onwards. We're always having conversations with them about you know, what is it that you want to do? A lot of our creative writing students are, are published authors before they even graduate. Um, and they do that in the online um, world now. It's, it's much more online than it ever was when I went as an undergrad. So I think that's a huge market that's opened up for them. Um, and the same goes for literature and professional writing. There's a huge online market to work from home, um, especially in professional writing as well. So you know, companies like Microsoft need English people to write brochures. Hospitals need people to write, you know, reports and documents. And, you know, if, if you've ever been in a hospital and you've seen brochures, they're probably written by somebody, either, most likely with an English background of some sort. Um, health communication is, is big. That's a, a great area that's really developed over the, uh, the last 10 years. So 
Um, I would say that to English graduates, you know, COVID-19 um, just doesn't seem to want to go away. Um, but it doesn't mean that you let it take you down. You, you sit down and you really make a list of the kinds of things you're looking for in a job. And if you can do remote and you're the kind of person that's not a people person, you prefer, you know, you can, you might be both. I'm kind of both. I like people. I love people talking to people. And I love my moments where I'm just, you know, at home and it's quieter and I can get other things done that I, I probably couldn't otherwise. Um, and so I think that there's a nice balance and finding the job that, that corresponds to that. Um, it's why I love being a chair because I get the option of, of, of both. Um, and I think most faculty do. We get the option of, you know, we have our downtimes at home, but we're still working at home. And um, the, the workplace I think is really changing a lot. And I think the English majors have a really, this is their time to flourish and, and fly because we do that already. We're in class and we're at home and we work. So um, uh, we're usually doing all three all the time. And we don't have to worry about scheduling labs into our schedule because we don't have them. So um, I would say to any English graduate or any English major, you know, start thinking about what you really want from your major and it, it, it will see you through it. Um, it's certainly seen me through, I've, I've been in law, public relations, medical field, um, and I was a writer. I've done speeches for politicians. Um, I've done it all and in business, I've done purchasing, um, alumni development, public relations, uh, and I enjoyed every, every bit of it because I was using my writing skills. Um, and I think that that's something that if they just think about that and look for where they wanna be, um, that they'll be good. Um, and with COVID-19, you often don't even need to leave where you love to live. Um, that wasn't the case when I came to the US, um, opportunities to work from remotely did not exist. And so you did have to pretty much, you know, I went, I didn't care where, where the job was in the world. I was like, I'm willing to look anywhere. You know, I was, I'm a travel person. I, I'm like, eh, another country to add to my belt. Um, and there are some like that as well. So I would say, you know, despite COVID-19, you know, figure out where you wanna be, know ahead of time and do your research. Um, and if you do that, um, you'll never be unemployed. And I can honestly say right now, all of our graduates are employed. Wow. That's huge. That, that definitely speaks volumes, you know, as they say, uh, just to the quality and caliber of our program. Yeah. I think our, our faculty really, they do an enormous amount. Uh, I'm very proud of them. They do an enormous amount with the students hands-on that uh, a lot of people don't see, but um, I see it because the students are talking about it all the time. And um, that's great because you, without them and their contacts, which range, oh my goodness, for everywhere, in all kinds of areas, um, I think that we wouldn't have such a successful program if it, if it weren't for their dedication and, and con using their contacts and, and helping students navigate a lot of the, the challenges of living away from home, finding that job or graduate program that fits you and not just running to a program because they accept you, but really thinking about, is it the right one for you? Um, and so I can't thank them enough for that. Absolutely. Great way to, to wrap it up here. All right, again, so we've been chatting with Dr. Chantel McPhee here on this episode of St. Leo 360. And I did want to mention uh, that we will include a link to the English degree program 
uh, in the show notes for this episode, so anyone interested can certainly check that out uh, to learn a lot more about the program as well. So, Dr. McPhee, really appreciate your time. Thank you so much. Really enjoyed the conversation and your insight, and thanks again for being a guest here on St. Leo 360. Thank you, Greg. Have a wonderful day. Thanks so much. To hear more episodes of the St. Leo 360 podcast, visit stleo.edu forward slash podcast. To learn more about St. Leo's programs and services, call 877-622-2009 or visit stleo.edu.